Hi Bex, it's nice to see you today. It's lovely to see you, sat outside in Forest School, how lovely. Beautiful environment. Beautiful, and we're really, really pleased to be joined by Lynette Brock, who is Director of Schema Play, and we have spoken with Lynette before. Lynette, it's lovely to chat with you this, this I'm going to say this morning, it's not this morning, it's this afternoon. Thank you so much for joining us. You're welcome. The day's just running away with us, isn't it? It really is. It's very much running away with us. Um, but yeah, thank you so much for, for uh, talking with us today. And we're going to talk about schema play and how that links with children's confidence and self-esteem. And I'm just wondering if you could start off by telling us really what how you how you feel about supporting children's confidence in a schema play context, what that would look like. Oh, right. Okay. Well, um... To, to us, confidence is crucial. It's got to be the first thing that we really support because it is the catalyst, if you like, to supporting personal growth. So how we become to develop confidence is really about how we see ourselves as an individual and as a worthwhile person. You know, um, I guess if we put it in an adult context, you know, if, you, if you've done something and you're not quite sure about, about it and somebody says, oh, those extra classes are making a huge difference, or, oh, you're really blossoming now. Yeah. How you feel in response to that is just magnificent, isn't it? It's amazing, um, yeah. yeah. Do you think it's about being noticed, Lynette? It's just like noticing those small little things as well to build confidence when you're looking at schema play. It's totally about being noticed. It's, it's what children say. So it might be, you know, they could be playing outside and suddenly go, wow, look, that went a long way. Well, we know that's not a throwaway statement. That's an acknowledgement, a celebration that something's gone a long way. And if we just were to respond and say, oh, yes, Jess, that did go a long way. That really isn't doing anything for the child's confidence. What we should be saying is, wow, it's amazing that you've noticed that's long. I wonder how we could find out how long that is. Or, you know, if the child's playing with bubbles outside and suddenly says, look, they burst when they get high. If we were just to say, they do burst when they get high, you're quite right, Billy. And that was the end of the story. How that comes across to the child is, well, am I worthwhile? Am I what I'm saying, what I'm doing? <coughs> actually am I okay and you know I think we all judge ourselves all the time even yeah. as adults by how people respond to us if we responded to really positively then we feel positive and we feel esteemed and we want to go on and do our jobs or whatever it might be but if somebody is always putting us down or if we're not responded to or somebody rolls their eyes or yeah. maybe just look at us in a nice way um we feel really down don't we yeah yeah it's, it's I think really, it's those, yeah, I no i was gonna say it's those tiny tiny little things isn't it where yeah. where we see that and we might see that in practice and actually if that was happening i think to an adult we would our self-esteem would definitely suffer wouldn't it yeah. so and how that, do we well i was just thinking about obviously from a speech therapy point of view lynette that you know the majority well all the children i work with you know have have difficulties with their communication and actually it's so important that you do notice because these children might not be verbalizing what they're interested in but you can through your observations and and through your engagement you can get some of that internal narrative we might not always get it right but it's so important for those children who are non-verbal or who are who have communication difficulties that we do really see them and then we can show them that we're interested in who they are as well 
Yeah, I really agree with you. Mm. Um, I think for the non-verbal children, I mean, they'll be gesturing. Mm. So we need to be making a note and responding to their gestures. They'll be showing us things through their eye movements. They will be doing things. They'll be applying operational schemes. We start to apply them. You know, we explore through our senses as babies, but also through our schemes. And, you know, that young child who picks up something from the top of the high chair and drops it to the floor, that's a really important exploration they've got there. They're exploring gravity um, as they're dropping something. They're using a trajectory scheme to throw or to drop. And they're they're fascinated by the point of departure to the point of arrival. So how do we respond to that? How are we following up to children? You know, the little child who sits throwing a ball from the sofa onto the floor and the dad picks it up and gives it back to them and they throw it again. That child is applying a trajectory scheme. Is that loving the turn taking mm. that is affirming mm. and responding and saying i'm loving what you're doing here and the child is finding out about his body force that he can make something move it's not the ball that's of interest it's just something that can be thrown yeah but mm. it's that it's it's us tuning into what is that little boy on the sofa really keen to and when we realize he's really fascinated to make something move we'll give him things to be able to kick to push to pull and it's that responding all the time that's making a child think i'm being noticed yeah they care about me and this is so important for them i think i think that's you've put that so well yeah. and i think it, it that should be at the heart of everybody's practice shouldn't it because it we can sometimes get wrapped up in the routines of the day and everything that's going on or things that we feel that we need to teach children and, and actually if we taught children through noticing them building their confidence building their self-esteem we know that children learn so much better when they feel confident and they feel responded to as well and then on top of that you're actually looking at what is really interesting them and then you're extending it yeah. that's the that's got to be a hugely successful recipe for enabling future generations and, and generations now hasn't it and I, i'm just thinking in that you you know we talk about confidence and some children can appear very confident but what are you am i right in that you're saying this is an approach that we should be you know using with all the children that we work with and all the children in our lives not just those that we think lack lack the confidence mm -hmm. we we really get an idea of our self-identification and whether we're a worthwhile person at around the age of six mm. so we make a judgment as children even as children we make a judgment of of whether we're whether we're worthwhile whether we're respected right. so we comes in seeming very confident that's great we're running with it with it but of course they still res res we still need to respect their capabilities by celebrating them Jess, i've seen you love lining cones up in a line and then you liked lining all the cars up indoors i've got another activity where we need to line something up but there's something new in it shall we go and explore it together and then when you get there you say Yes, I know you're really good at lining things up. Do you want to do that part? Now let's have a look. But what we've done is when they've been lining things up, we've had a feel of what they're really trying to do. And maybe we've spoken to the parents and they've said, you know, just at, at home, when we've cut the grass, she lines up some rocks between one fence and another. And the mum says, and she's counted to 24. Well, then we can think, well, maybe she is exploring the quantity or maybe she's even starting to measure. So. We've got to be really careful to try and tune in and to affirm and respond as well as we can. We're offering a provocation. We don't always get it right. No. But the most, Im 
important thing is that we try. Yeah. This is going to make the people of tomorrow. And if people don't have, um, you know, mastery patterns of behavior and instead develop helpless patterns of behavior, what they actually do is they, they struggle. They struggle in the early years. They struggle in primary school, secondary school, higher education and the workplace. Not only do they struggle, they can actually be frightened. They can right. find it overwhelming. It can really have an impact on their mental well-being. Yeah. So confidence is key in the early years and we've got to get that right um, from the very start because that's how resilience, self-regulation, self-efficacy, everything develops. I think I think what something that just hit me though that you said, Lynette, as well, and thinking about this from when we go from the early years through reception and then into year one. So if children are really getting that self, sense of self as well and that confidence when they're six, we really need to be looking at year one, don't we, as well? Because that is the, the teachers of year one children have got an absolute duty to sort of enable confidence mm. in those children, haven't they? If that's, you know, we, we're looking at this, really, this is a pattern through all of education, yes. isn't it? Yeah. It's not just a pattern just for early years. Mm. I think it needs to follow up through, doesn't it? So, so. I think it's incredibly valuable what you've just said. Mm. And um, like with many other early years, uh, colleagues, we all sort of advocate for the birth to seven, don't we? Yeah. Because really, at six, children are still finding out who they are. And if we're to respond effectively to what they can do and what they know, so in Schema Play, we look at the schemes children are applying, such as transporting, containing, connecting. And we also look at the schemas that they have, their past experiences, and, and what they know about. And when we make sure that we seed an environment with resources that enable them to test those two things out by themselves without a teacher involved so in self-chosen free play what they will do is they self-scaffold their own learning and as they're self-scaffolding their own learning because everywhere they go it's like a light shining on the resource they think oh, i love putting things inside <laughs> things let me try that and that might be outdoors that might be an art that might be a block play it's then that we can really see what their line of inquiry is. I think Kathy Nutt-Brown's called it, you know, looking at their yeah. investigation. And then we can take that forward. And it's always with them and about them. But if we start to cluster children together early, before they're ready, um, there is a time, of course, that children are ready to collaborate together and love learning together. But in the early years, the leading learning activity is definitely play. Yeah. So you're spot on when you say we need to think about key stage one, without a doubt. Yeah, I'm so... It's oh my goodness, Annette, we could talk to you all day. It's just a... It's so interesting. We could, we'll do another podcast with Annette because we would love to like hear more about this, Annette, because I just feel, and Bex, I know Bex feels mm. as well, that schema play should be the foundation of all early years and everything that, that uh, it, we absolutely. actually do because it, it encompasses everything that lots of people in early years believe, but it gives you the where next and where are we going with this and and it's got underpinning huge underpinning research so so if anybody wants to find you or come on one of the scheme of play courses Lynette where would they find you Ah, oh, well, we've got a website www and it's schema play all one word dot yeah. com. Okay. Or you can, by all means, I love to hear from anybody. Admin 
at schemaplay.com. Oh, that's um, brilliant. Just drop me a line. That would be brilliant. And I, I can say it's like sort of being one of the people who's, who's trained with you that I literally... Is, I think it changed your yeah, world. I, really literally, every time she speaks to you, Lynette, like she's sending me pictures, she's sending me her thoughts. I'm like... So inspired, aren't you? I just like, write yeah. pages and it's, I'm like, look, something else, we I can know, do something else. So, so yeah, thank you for being so inspiring. We really, really appreciate that. And we've got, we've got an aeroplane going over now. So, and as always, you can um, find me and Bex on www.thrivinglanguage.co.uk you can find all of our podcasts on Apple, Spotify, Amazon Music and Buzzsprout and you can find our new published book with Routledge through all the major outlets and also online as well and any of your training needs um, do email us because again we love to hear from you as well it's Rebecca at thrivinglanguage.co.uk but thank you for joining us Thanks today so Lynette. Much, Lynette thank you for your generous feedback it's been a great pleasure <laughs> bye bye everyone bye, bye.